July 8th, 2015. It's a Watt from Pedro show. Thank you. 
Watch from Pedro show. Uh, here in Pedro, but not with Brother Matt, because he is still on his uh, vacation mode. I think he's in uh, Big Bear now. So, But I am at my pad, and my guest here today is Josh Hayden, 12 years later. Hello. Glad to be back. <laughs> uh, we start off with John Coltrane and Miles Davis doing uh, two-bass hit, uh, an alternate take. And then you and I, uh, from Spain, this is from a brand new record, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Called Sergeant Place. Yep. Is that named after a street? Yes. Because there's a label called Sergeant House. Yeah, there is. And I w- was told that it's called that because it's on a street called Sergeant. Yep. I don't know if it's Place. Um, Might be Street or Avenue. Or- when uh, I thought of calling the record Sergeant Place, yeah. our producer Gus Seifert, who the reason why was because his house studio was on Sergeant Place in Echo Park or um, actually Elysian Park more uh, better of a description but um, he he actually had a, a label called Sergeant Records and he checked with the other Sergeant House. House, Sergeant House, to make sure it was okay if there was a copyright problem, but there wasn't. They were okay with it. Her name's so, Kathy. She, I know them because of uh, Terramelos, a band I got to play with. They got a bunch of records on that label. Boris is on that label. And in fact, last summer in New York City, I recorded with Nels Klein and Greg from Deerhoof with Nick from Terramelos, and it's coming out. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so when I saw that, it was like, it can't be the same. Because the military sergeant isn't spelled that way. No. It's like, you know what? Either some dude who don't know how to spell. Yeah. Or maybe it's got something to do with it. Now, you know, it's been 12 years. And we're talking about something that's brand new. But why don't we catch up from them 12 years? What, what's happened since then? Uh, um, well, I, you know... Um, around like the the beginning of the 2000s, I, for different reasons, put Spain, the band on hiatus and I worked on some other stuff. And, um, by around 2006 or 2007, I decided to, to start getting back into Spain and the old Spain material and writing new material. And the guys, so, and yeah, well, a whole whole new band. Oh, that's right, that's right. And it was I was working um, promoting my solo album that came out in two thousand and seven. Sure. So I took the um, the a couple of the guys from that band and started um, recruited a new guitar player and started Spain back. Okay, and that was I don't know two thousand and eight maybe I might be wrong. And then it around. Took around there, and it took um, until 2012 for the next re- Spain record to come out. That was Soul of Spain. Soul of Spain. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, this new record here, Sergeant Place, and it was recorded at uh, the it, producer man's Gus Seifert. Yeah, at his house, and he that was I think it was the last album he recorded at his house before he had to move out. Oh. So now he's in a new place that's better, actually. Okay, okay. 
not total but, sad news. No, no, it's not you sad the send news. Off. It Your was, album was the send off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think more or less. Yeah. How would you say that doing this guy was different? Um, well, obviously much different than the solo Spain, but it was co- totally different. The the because the producers are different in their their approach. Yeah. Right. And Gus is more of of a the kind of old school producer who knows what he wants and he doesn't he's willing to compromise every once in a while, but he has a vision for the songs and he wants it done his way and So what'd you do? At the, before you even recorded one note, did you bring him like demos? Yeah. Ah, so he was listening and getting yeah. ideas. And what were they they were done at your pad or something, just little yeah, Simple or things, we had a rehearsal studio, yeah. yeah. Okay. And a good example of Gus's influence was the song You and I it is well, a great example okay. because I brought it to him and it sounded like, it didn't sound bad, it just sounded like a U2, uh, like um, <laughs> arena <sounded> arena <laughs> anthem that I didn't even know it sounded like that. And when Gus, when Gus heard it, he said, I really like this song, but it sounds too much like you too. That let's do this and this to it and Is your pop and, on that? Yeah. And that <laughs> was that his that suggestion re- too? Um well it was both of us. Okay. And uh, it, Really? But, but that tur- turning, you tune like ah my yeah, pop could fit in. <laughs> yeah. Turning the song it, kind of like to the polar opposite that sure, it was sure. originally meant to be, he open the song to having my pop play on it. Yeah. Because I, when I think of your songwriting, I don't really think of arena rock. No. <laughs> it's always more personal and up close and approachable. Yeah. Well, that's the creative process. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't know that, you know, you know, artists have the freedom to do anything they want and write that's a song right. no matter how it sounds. But it's just in the editing process later that it's a little honed a little bit right and then asking another man like getting a outside perspective like yeah producer and, that's what i prefer okay so gus was this the first time you've done it like that um since blue moods the first album yeah. from 95 yeah where we had a very similar type of producer okay that was the first time i'd worked with another producer who was so kind of um you know i heard or, your stuff and this is the way i see it yeah very has very strong convictions yeah right 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 and uh i appreciate that because i like to go in the studio and kind of be taken on a magic carpet ride and (laughs) i don't know know what's gonna happen right how many producers does it take to change a light bulb i don't know what do you think (laughs) some of these guys have no opinions you know what i mean exactly and then maybe the opposite is too much opinion but at least it's something to bounce stuff off of the thing where there's no, yeah, you know, might as well be an engineer. Because left to me, I yeah. I don't know how to produce records. So you know, left to me, it's a nightmare. It's or just demos like, or, de- or demos. Demos yeah. are a little easier, but um, producing a record, it's like if you leave me at the the desk and yeah. I'm in control of it, just it'll never get done. Okay. So this record, Sergeant Place, took two weeks. Wow. So and the soul of Spain. everything record mix, it record and mix and uh, and soul of Spain the one that be right before it took sure. two years right so contrast <laughs> yeah and let's listen to some music good stuff. 
Somebody's gonna blow the whistle On hoodlums in high places They're collecting your numbers And your personal data And if you speak out They'll paint you into a corner Brand you a terrorist Communist informer Like a bird on the wing Like glory in the flower Where freedoms are fading By the hour The whistleblower's a man of integrity Trained by the elite He's hardly a spy He's just fed up With a corrupt authority Invading your privacy While real spies run free He's indicted for treason By imperialist decree Like a bird on the wing Like glory in the flower Your freedoms are fading By the hour Congress howls he's a traitor While a high echelon tribunal of stooges Gives him 30 years in the slammer For leaking secrets and public abuses The whistle is blowing for you and me But ain't it some kind of tragedy Some people don't know how to be free Or just too lame to forge their own destiny Like a bird on the wing Like glory in the flower Your freedoms are fading by the hour The president orders squadrons of drones To destroy churches and schools Of women, children, ordinary fools Where bombs are falling, crushing their bones It's an evil hand that swore on the Bible To uphold justice, keep the world free But does neither except deceive You and me Leadership is liable for the crimes they commit They can pin medals on themselves But they're guilty every bit Like a bird on the wing Like glory in the flower Your freedoms are fading By the hour Stars in stripes or the White House flies But you can't stand dumb while the victim's cries Are choked with rifle butts and your apathetic sighs The whistleblower knows this ain't a pretty thing Blowing the whistle on the intelligence machine You've seen through the prism how the minions of spies Double deal their conspiracy of lies Like a bird on the wing Like 
glory in the flower. Your freedoms are fading by the hour. There is no escape from their power in mind, but knowing the score is half the fight. Like the Titan who stole the flame of fire, information's freedom is the torch of light. Like a bird on the wing, like glory in the flower, the whistleblower gives us back the power. Power to the people and the flame of
Watt from Pedro Show. I think that's one of the reasons why young people have more open minds about music because they got so much access. You know, we were just talking uh, from. Uh, well, let's uh, say we, we just played from the desk from the new album, uh, Sergeant Place, Spain. Then uh, your pop, Charlie Hayden doing Lonely Woman live, and uh, yeah, I got this. Just uh, I got to watch it. You guys didn't get to watch it, but you can go see this thing on YouTube. I mean, it's incredible. But I was lucky to see your pop play live many times, and I loved it. I love the expression, man. Very inspiring me as bass man. Um, we heard your sister Petra do oh, something called music after that. I think yep. she's singing. They, they showed her Japanese. Wow! When she was uh, Yukahanda, and uh, what was it called? Well, at first it was just them um, two. Yeah. And then they brought in uh, the Migu people. But uh, I think that's who's the music behind her. But it's a, it's a lot of acapella. And then Taff Falco. Uh, his, um, yeah, I never noticed that. If you transpose the letters, it's Flacco, which is skinny. <laughs> Taff Falco's got a new album in a tune called Whistleblower. Then, um, Milovie Mika Markovich Jazz Band with Atpisani 09. And then Melodoika You Need with No. Uh, Vittor Smart from Sha Sha Sha. Or ha ha ha, hmm, X A X A X A. Depends on the language. I'm not so good with the slav stuff. Uh, finally, um, so my apologies. Finally, uh, Pochitok i Kraj by Bernays Propaganda featuring PMG Collective. Uh, from the dust. What, what, what this tune? Tell me about that. Um. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, when you brought to Gus. Um, what what was Gus's? Th this was um th actually like um, it, it wasn't. We didn't change it very much. Um, okay, he liked what you brought. I yeah. Um, this was one of the songs that we worked out in a, a lot in practice, and um, I actually I I've been playing with different guys lately, and I, yeah. I like um how the new lineup plays this song better I, I think it's a the blues aspect of this song yeah if i could be critical of the of the album doesn't come out enough but um it's a it's a it's supposed to be a kind of you know in the blues classic blues style sure. kind of a song about mortality and, yeah yeah um there's a lot of strong questions on this album. Yeah. Intense issues. Uh, the blues. You know, we lost Ornette. And, uh, yeah, some people would tell me, well, more my Square John people I know, boy, that that's crazy music. But same with Coltrane. When I hear, I hear a lot of blues. Even yeah. for all the wild and uh, light years ahead thinking, I still hear blues in Ornette's playing. Your pop played with him yeah. many years. I think bebop guys, when they said the blues, I think it was important. It didn't mean uh, 
I don't think such a template, maybe, but I think it was a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, but just trippy. I, uh, there's an interview with John Coltrane where I think he's talking to Augusta Bloom, and he says, "Yeah, with Monk, we would do things like he'd call it uh, the chord minor, but we would never hit the third." You know, so I think in that kind of thing, yeah. the blues, you know, think about uh, Miles's book. He said the blues was never sad for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the blues is real. And so I think to ask the questions that the dust, from the dust, yeah, it hit, it hit home. Uh, that's trippy too. That the producer didn't need to get in there. Yeah, it was just the cat you were playing with. Oh, maybe we should give credit. Yeah, talk about who's on the record. Um, and, uh, on the record were some great players: Daniel Brummel on guitar and Randy Kirk on keyboards, and um, um. Uh, Matt Mayhall on drums and um, Gus played oh, really? a, a lot of s- stuff on it. He sang, Petra sang yeah. on it. Petra plays violin on a tune. Petra okay. Hayden, my sister. Yeah, sure. And um, uh, so, um, yeah. We we played these songs a lot before we started recording the album. So one we played them why. live and played them in rehearsal and you um, did gigs with them too. Yeah, that means not, not all of them, but but some, I think that makes a big them. difference. Mm-hmm. We went on tour with a lot of the songs. I wish I could do that. It seems like that's always the missed thing. I, I underprepared when I record, but you you had it good and done. Uh, that's yeah. probably one of the reasons why the two week thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, we had the material pretty locked down, yeah, except right. for some of the songs, which were like You and I and, and other had ones where we couldn't, we couldn't really decide what we wanted to do with them, and, and Gus kind of had the final word on, sure. he, he was able to work it out, Um. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with Sergeant Place with the playing and the execution of the material and um, the the sonic quality of the recording. Um, you know, Gus is very meticulous and has great taste in sound and in music, and he's also a musician and much better musician and much more knowledgeable about songwriting and the technical aspects of yeah. notes and chords and all that stuff than I am. So Is there a lot of takes? Uh no, not really. Not a lot of takes. It depended on the song. You had to beat but, it out of you. But so the playing is so amazing. Like yeah. Daniel's guitar playing is incredible and so full of feeling and Randy and Matt also just really um their playing really shines on the record brought it. and you know i did my best um so petra and yeah, gus they everyone played great now like in the arc of things 
of the Spain records, where would you put this baby? Um, it's I would say it's my favorite since Blue Moods. Wow, it's a '95. Yeah, so that's 20 years. Yeah, it's a 20 years. We're having the 20 year anniversary show for Blue Moods this year. I think it's going to be in November. Wow, in LA at least. Wow, 20 years. And I've, you know, something in my mind, I'm always thinking, Josh's new proj. Uh, people, you might not realize or remember from the last show, uh, I was engaged as a producer. In fact, I think it was the first time I I did it all by myself. I, I know I was a co-one, co-producer with the uh, Sacred Trust first record, but the Treacherous Jaywalkers yeah. at Radio Tokyo with uh -huh. Ethan James. Yeah. Actually, Ethan James, incredible cat. E Ethan James wasn't on that session. No, no. His, uh, his friend. Glenn, his partner. Okay. No, but when I think of, you know, Ethan's gone, yeah. gone now about, I don't know, 10, 12 years. We were I bummed. think of uh, Radio Tokyo. I know, we I know. We were bummed when we got there. Was, Ethan James isn't here. Oh, well. <laughs> and that was the whole idea yeah. of probably wanting to do it at Radio Tokyo. Because he was Tokyo. a legend back then. Of course, you know? of course. For us, just kids, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we just bought our re the records from Rhino Records in Westwood. And, and this his was name just was on in all Venice. This yeah, wasn't that far away. Venice. Yeah. Wow. I brought the vinyl album of it. Wow. You know... uh well, in those days, I think that's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. SST would put out stuff on tape, too. Cassettes, Cassettes. yeah, that's right, that's right. Was there a Treacherous Jaywalker tape? I think there was. Okay. Uh, you know, that pad is still there. Wow. Because I'll drive down now. It's not called Washington. Remember, it used to have three Washingtons in Venice. Yeah. Now they finally turned one to Abbott Kenny Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, he built the town. They should give him some credit. Uh, but I think of that pad. It yeah. was a little house, people. Um, yeah, it was so oh. long ago. I, I was in like 1987, 1987. Wow. Or 86, 87. It's almost 30 years ago. Yeah. People were at the end of the first hour, uh, July 8th, 2015 edition of Pedro Show, guest Josh Hayden, hold tight for hour two. July 8th, 2015 is the second hour. A what from Pedro's show? It took so long. It was so sad to watch the fighter go down. Yeah. 
Watford Pedro show started off the second hour with Spain, new album Sergeant Place, doing the fighter. What can you tell about the fighter? Um, it's another one that we worked a lot on um, in practice, and we played live. Um, I think Gus made some subtle arrangement choices that kind of enhanced it and made it um, more interesting as a song. Um, and um, it was, in, the lyrics are, yeah. are inspired by um, the Martin Scorsese film Raging Bull. Oh, yeah. You know, and some of that's filmed in Pedro. Wow, I didn't know that. We got this club called Dance and Waters. It's from yeah. World War II days. Mm -hmm. And it had a dance and waterfall, in fact, in the old days. Even when Minutemen... Wow. Minutemen played there several well, times. I've seen the, the flyers, old flyers, Dancing okay. Waters. Yeah, the cramps played there. Wow. Even the soft white underbelly. But when he's... Uh, the man is Jake LaMotta, right? Yeah. And when he ends up... Stop fighting, he's a club owner. Right. That's the club. Oh. And they film that there. But anyway... Wow. That Back to the inspiration for the lyric. is Jake yeah. LaMotta, this movie. Uh, yeah. Martin Scorsese meet. Yeah. And... Um, I, so I mean, it's um, just using the Im kind of for the first half of the song is kind of using the image or the idea of a boxer losing as um, a metaphor for um, sometimes in life things happen that we don't have a, have control over. You got to reconcile. You, yeah, that's a very middle aged theme there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's a lot of my third operas and, about stuff like that. Yeah. That's interesting. And then the second... You know when we're littler? A couple of years means a big difference. I think as we get less younger... Yeah. Those differences don't mean that no. much. I'm kind of in the same boat than you, even though back then in Treacherous Jaywalker days, yeah, I was this way older dude. I think yeah. you caught up with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an excellent... Because that's the main point of my third opera is what you're talking wow. about in The Fighter. Some things you just got to reconcile. Yeah. And that was wonderful about Mr. Scorsese making a movie where the guy isn't always the champ. Right. Because that's actually what real life's more yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Here, some other tunes we played was uh, Super Chunk doing Staying Home. Dex Ron Weber duo doing Prelude in G Minor. Yeah, I think he's the first cat that I saw that did a band without a bass man. Wow. You know, a guitar, drum thing. Yeah. yeah. It was called Flat Duo Jets. Oh, he's really good. And this is something he put out last year. Uh, Surfer Blood, Covered Wagons, after that, Banditos, Old Ways, brand new album. Uh, Bloodshot out of Chicago. The Clowns from England, doing Macho Bimbo. Uh, Umpio out of Finland, uh, Turku is the town, Into the Pigsty, and finally Mini Beast, Don't Scare Us, and that's Peter from Mission of Burma, his own little, and he's now in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, yeah, that's trip. Um, when you're writing, what comes first? Music, words, title? Um... It depends. Usually not the title, but sometimes I'll think of a, something or a phrase or a word that sounds like a good title, and I'll write it down and write a song about the title. Um, 
usually the music comes first and then I fit lyrics to okay. it later, but oh, it's not always the case. No, but the title thing's interesting because um, that's what I do. I always start with the title just wow. to have focus. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm going to make all the music and all the words try that's to like realize idea. this. Yeah. I know almost everybody I know, they always say title is last. That's a good strategy. Fact, I'm going to try that. Well, that's yeah. what I've always had to do wow. because I, I wasn't a songwriter until punk movement. Yeah. And it was difficult. And so that was one of my devices. Wow. <laughs> one of my strategies. Uh, to be a man. Yeah. You're going to hear that next. What okay. can you tell me? Um, uh, I, I, I wrote it with my dad in mind. Um, it's just kind of a... Um, I don't, I don't know, just a, um, you, you know, a message to my dad when... Yeah. I think that's an interesting place to be, because I think your pop always wants you to be your own man. Mm-hmm. But then you are kind of part of him. Yeah. Let's hear it.
Like as gay couple, 
Watt from Pedro. Uh, you just heard Corporate Suck Still Rocks by the Lemon Limes. They had some fun with that bumper sticker. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's Kevin up in Oakland. Um, Desert Entryway Live. Before that, Miss Melvis, you bring me up. I think Desert's out of uh, Hokkaido. Miss Melvis in Austin. A space pony from Ravenna, Italy, before that, with the river. Ahead of that, another Japanese band, Golden, with Ryuko Joe, the demo. Kyoka in Berlin, with My Dead Homies, the remix. Can Can Heads ahead of that. Uh, they're out of Finland. To Kill All the Echoes. And finally, Spain, with To Be a Man. Uh, what Gus have to say when you brought this? Um, um, not much changes. Okay. Um, I think, if anything, it was um, the the sparseness of it was yeah. um, really um, emphasized more yeah, okay. in our playing. You know, um, ev- everything was p- put to the basics. He called Gus called it diamonds. Just play the diamonds. Just play the. Diamonds. That's what we were doing. And it's hard. Much. It's easy. Not the zirconium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy to overplay. Oh, so. sure. Especially when you're recording an album where... You know that, especially the longer you play, it seems. Yeah. When you're all beginning, you only play just enough because that's all you know. Yeah. But as you play along, I have this nightmare. Down the hallway is the god of fusion. And he's like, come on, what? <laughs> on your knees. <laughs> It seems like humans, the longer they do something, the more. So that yeah. was excellent advice he gave you. Yeah. That's the good thing about having the outside ear. Right. When I did my third opera, I did it with Tony Mamoni, who was the bass man for Parubu. Yeah. He even let me use his bass. And and I was just all for, for this kind of direction, this kind of thing. Yeah. You you live with your tunes. You know, you create them and everything. But it's it seems they don't get a fair show unless... You, Somebody's there to help you with a bounce. Yeah, the uh, the sound off of what I, when you guys went to mix. How was that? What was that procedure? Uh, it was pr- pretty easy. Um, Did, were you there? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there are most of the some time. people. Yeah, you know, like people me. Sometimes, like yeah. I'll, I'll just stay away because I'm just scared. Yeah. Fuck it. Up. Um, but you were there. Yeah. Behind the shoulder, like I've also seen some mixes where the dudes, as the, this is the old days of tape running, yeah, but they're fighting on the on the faders. I won't yeah. name names, but I couldn't believe it. Oh, this is how you guys do your record. Yeah, we um, um, um there was a um, uh, Gus's friend Daryl Thorpe came in and did did the um, actual you know manual labor for the mixing. And he has a great ear, um, and it, it was kind of like he was sitting at the desk, and Gus was kind of pacing back and forth behind him. Okay. And I was sitting in a chair behind them. All right. And the other guys were kind of in and out, coming when they could. Yeah. So it it, it was fun. You Interesting. Know, it didn't even. It took maybe five days to mix a the whole mix. album. Nine days record, five days yeah. mix. That's really good. Um, we're at the end of the second hour. 
July 8, 2015 edition of the Lot from Pedro Show. Uh, my guest, Josh Hayden, here, talking about the new Spain album, Sarge Place. Hold tight for hour three. July 8, 2015, is the third hour, Watt from Pedro Show. How can I know if it's the morning or the shadows? How can I see the sunshine?
process unfurled.
no hay nadie que nos diga dónde va. Prefiero estar sentado en mi lugar, mientras el viento juega contra el mar. Y los demás disfrutan al pasar, cantando a la moda otra canción. Si estamos solos y nadie nos dice nada, Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with Waken Song, which uh, probably wouldn't have been good to do first. <laughs> but I just wanted to play you and I for step in the third hour. Maybe if you started dozing people, it started right. to Yeah, out. that's better. Okay, then Cosmodrone with The Birth of Cosmodrone, Part 1. Labor Camp with some people. That's got a... Uh, Who's the guitar man? He did it with Paul Rossler. Kurt from Nip Drivers, his new project. Panorama City, behind me, no, behind my green door. And I think that's Stu with uh, the Double Ot Spy Guys. Wow. Who I got to jam with, Joe Berardi. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a good drummer, man. Yeah, he's great. Wow. He's avant garde and wild, but still can groove. Mm -hmm. it's, he's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> He also told me, sir, uh, he builds fuzz boxes. Wow. Not a lot of drummies do that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Bismuth from Big Eye Drone. I can't remember where they're from. I'm sorry. But uh, Las Humberstone, or how, how did I say it? Humberstones uh, from Chile. They were on the show last week. La Verdad. Uh, yeah, tell me about Waking Song. Um, that's one of the songs on the record that I wrote in the early 90s. And oh, just so you never, went back. Never got around to properly recording Sure, it was it. All, always sitting in the yeah. satchel, song yeah. satchel. And it was actually um, longer than it was when it, it turned out to be on the record. Gus is another example of Gus honing it down to the basics and yeah. making it 
the, distilling the, the song, it. distilling it, and ma- making the songs more compelling in the distillation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so it's the shortest song on the record, and yeah. Um, you know, originally I wrote it. I I was writing songs in the early '90s to kind of um, uh, challenge traditional pop songwriting structure. Sure. So um, this is a um, a result of that kind of messing around with structure, and then coming to fruit all yeah. these years yeah. later. Uh, well, can you tell me about this in my soul? That's what we're going to play next. Um, uh, it's a um, it's a song about um, thinking like a, a person thinking that they know something, at, but not really knowing for sure. In this case, they think. Make, they think. Th- yeah, they think. They think. <laughs> they know. Um, and I think it's more kind of a religious kind of like a, a um. Not not very specific as far as like what religion I'm talking about, but like in terms of thinking that there's feeling that there's a larger meaning in to life and feeling that in your soul and like you know that there's a larger meaning, a reason for everything, yeah. or um, you know a center of the universe or God or whatever. And but but then there's something that that you think may, maybe I didn't feel that. I, I maybe I really don't feel that. I, I don't ah. know. So that's what I wrote the song. About. So a little skeptical. Yeah. At the same at time. At the same time. As being convinced. Okay, let's listen to that now. Well, I sometimes have my doubts. But I cannot live without in my soul In my soul And I know that you are real Thank you. 
Let's do it. Yeah. That's the king of England. Zombie crash breaking it down. Got a hat. Got a hoodie. I got the good stuff. Gold necklace. Gold chains. There's food from the cops. They tried to catch me, pull me down. Cause they know I won't stop. Got the guns. I got the bullets. Ready in the clip. I'll ask them all out. I shoot from the hip. Got the girls. They'll love me.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition, In My Soul, from Spain. And Devin, Gary, and Ross, with uh, Smell of Incense. God, I wonder what town, I think they're so- SoCal, but Gary, uh, he used to do the thing for Pee Wee, is uh, Gary Panner. Yeah. At Jimbo in the old Slash comics. Right. Uh, there's a river, Echo Ishibashi, which is uh, also helped by uh, Mr. Jim O'Rourke out of Tokyo. Shinjuku. Kiss Snog Sex by Zombie Crash out of Brighton, England. And finally, Medulla Stream, Swenson Clane out of Canada. Uh, plans for Spain. Um, well, let's see. We have the 20th anniversary sure. Blue Moods November. show coming up. Um, and now, how's, how are you going to do it? Is it going to be this new lineup, or are you going to be, bring yeah. dudes from the old days? I, I'm not sure yet. I know the new lineup will be there. Sure. I'm just not sure yet um, who is going to, to be contributing through the show. you're going I'd to like be it, doing some old-timey tunes, right? Yeah. I'd like it to be... a. a a unique show and like one thing I want to do is bring in a string section wow because of the one song on the album called World of Blue at at the end there's this really beautiful string interlude that mm-hmm. goes on I don't know for several minutes yeah. Petra my sister Petra and my sister Tanya play on and I was thinking of getting some you know um violin and cello and viola players to I kind of try to emulate that. So it'll be a special show. Okay. Tour and, plans? Um, we have, we're going to tour in Europe in September, I think. Okay. We'll do our second half of touring this album, Sergeant Place. And I also have to start recording, or at least making demos for the next record. Oh, okay. Already so, planned. That's, that's going to start soon. Wow. When did this come out? How long ago? This came out in um, in Europe. It was February of fourteen, and then in the states, it was November of fourteen. Okay. So not too long ago. No, but more than a year. So yeah. Okay, so you're already thinking about what kind of ideas are you thinking for this next album? Um, uh, I I don't know. I don't want to give them away. Like, I, I'm not like totally sure yet I, sure. I have lots of sketches and ideas that I'm sitting down but you down think it's going to be different than Sergeant Place yeah I think it'll be different in certain ways and similar in other ways too <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I'm, as far as I you got it covered when you say something like as, that as far as like a theme um, I'm I, I have a, a theme I'm working out, and I don't know if it's good or not. I'm, I'm going to try it out on some people in, you know, towards the end of the summer or the beginning of September or something. I'll run some ideas around. And see how they, yeah. they're received. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 20 years of Spain, 12 years since you've been on the show, 28 years since Treacherous Jaywalker. If somebody wanted to ask you some advice about this music racket, what would you tell? Uh, Maybe a young person coming into it. I, I or an older would, dude, even. I would say what I, I read Mark Lanigan in, 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 in an interview. Great and Yeah, great singer. And he said, 
um, I think they were asking him a, a, something about how dismal the music industry is right now as far as, you know, musicians being able to survive. And yeah. Mark Lanigan said something like, you know, I would... I would play this mu- I would play music even if I wasn't getting paid. And you know, I do this because I love it. Yeah. And that's my advice to musicians is to do it because you love to do it. Don't do it because of the money. Yeah. And don't wor- even worry about the money, you know. I think it was always fierce. Yeah. Of course there's always somebody who wins the lotto, okay? Right. But I was reading this thing about 1939. There was 30,000 Swing bands torn. Wow. 30. The competition must have been incredible. Yeah. And how many dudes in the band? Yeah. Right? That's you couldn't amazing. have trios. Yeah. Right? Because they had to power it with horns. Yeah. You know? So how many people in each band? Like at least a dozen. That's why I'm saying. Talk about the good old days. Yeah. I don't know if there ever was good old days. I no. think when people talk that way. Yeah. Okay, there has been changes. But I think it's always kind of been rough. So to me, your advice you give is right to the heart. It's got to be about love. Yeah. It shouldn't be... Uh, I don't know. I just love it. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank I mean, you, Watt. Thank you for having me. I know 12 me. years later. But uh, next time I want uh, a lot sooner. Like when you get this... Uh, it might be a 2016 album. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. After you sound out some... Uh, concepts and themes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you get and down then, to it and record it, you come on the show and we'll uh, play some tunes from it again. I would love that. Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, people, it's been July 8, 2015, Dishwa for Pedro Show. Guest Josh Hayden. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>